0: packed hour with your friends Will and Travis, it's the Days Past 2 K.
1: Well, it's high noon over here at the Days Past Tooncast Saloon. There's tumbleweeds just a-blowing down
2: the prairie. Oh, two two riders are approaching on the thoroughfare.
1: I am one of them. My name is Will. I'm the other pokey, Travis. Travis, my big pard. <laughs> These two
2: gentlemen have brought notes on the debut episode of a cartoon from their youth. And they will have mature conversations about these cartoons. Diving deep. Oh, they're going to dive real deep. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to dive so deep today that we must warn you, some of the things we'll be saying will be not fit for the ears of babes. Not good. Not fit for those gentle Christian women and men out there. I don't know if it's hubris or bravery that brings us together, Travis, but I do know this. This is the Lord's work. All right. Well, I'm going to be the first oh, one okay, to drop yeah, character. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Hey, guys. It's Will and Travis on Days Past Tooncast. We just explained it to you. I am really looking forward to this today because uh, I suggested this show <laughs> from deep within my memory of a child. That's true. You yeah. did. You did. Um, and, oh, man. Uh, I got to say there are times where memory serves well. Yes, there are times where memory kind of lets you down lets you down. And, yes. it, and it might blow things up. And I was walking around doing my like nightly walk the other night thinking about this show and just getting so like jazzed up about I hadn't watched it yet. that's the thing. And I'm like, dude, yeah, this the world building and this thing over here, just like based off of shit I read about it. And so I really set myself up for disappointment. Uh, and also entertainment because i was very entertained yeah. by watching this piece of junk right here <laughs> had you had you seen this show as a kid
1: man i hadn't okay it, i i mean the the pictures looked familiar when i started to yeah, kind of yeah. researched it but i don't think i don't think i don't think i might have missed this boat man okay well, guys, uh, I'd like to play the theme
2: for you for this show to introduce it as per usual. Um, so we can get stuck in your head for the rest of your life. It's very catchy, and I don't mean that in necessarily a good way. Uh, let me just start playing it for you, and then we can we can start chatting about it, because there's a lot to say about this theme, in my opinion, <laughs> I would say. <laughs>
0: And far away place.
1: Jonas is riding two horses, apparently. I'm not sure. Well, my, my arm doesn't reach back behind me right there. So oh,
2: okay. I thought you had, like, a, like, like, on a motorcycle and you have a sidecar. Like you had a side horse for your horse. A side pony? Yeah. Guys, we're talking about Brave Star today. Uh, Brave Star. I had one toy of this as a kid. And I'm sure I must have seen the cartoon at some point. But that's about it. But I just love the idea. It's a space western. And um, that theme is really really uh disappointing (laughs) i was i was struck almost physically on a visceral level by how bad it was like it seems everything on it seems temporary right like guys well yeah this is just the idea we'll get it fixed later in the studio but they just released what they had yeah yeah (laughs) like the guy's he kind of does like a. he's almost like uh what is it like sing speaking Or, you know, it's like that song Convoy, where they're just talking, kind of. It's not really singing. Um, and telling you, the, setting up this insane world of space western, there's so much shit to set up. And they try to set up what's essentially like the Star Wars universe, and right. like a one-minute talk, talk singing country song. Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, they do it. They just manage to fit in so many words. Yeah. And the guy does not have an accent. He doesn't have any kind of twang to him, nowhere near the level that Travis and I had at the beginning right. of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and But he, at the end of it, he goes, star! Like, angrily about it, almost. And what it was, it was the guy, like, the head of Filmation, Lou Schlamer, who uh, is the head of Filmation, which is the company that produced this one, Um, he did the vocals for that. He's an occasional voice actor for their shows, or was, and his daughter is the one that sang the background vocals and i'm screaming nepotism on that one it doesn't even sound like the daughter wanted to be there to sing it it's very flat and like she like i don't dad i don't okay i will and then with him he seems like super proud of what he's done yeah in that like i can see him turning around like that's how it's done guys like i can see him being come pissed here betsy off. yeah like he's pissed off at whoever he hired to do it he's yeah. like you know what get the fuck out of here i'm lou's gonna take control now okay no, no 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 no, no, but not even that he doesn't even do it with that level of gusto yeah he just sounds like he's trying to catch up with the song the right. whole time um that really uh threw me for a loop when i that's
1: <laughs> it, it. It is, man. It's really it, bad. It, it was a rough one.
2: Do you think there? You can maybe use that in a beat or something somewhere. Not at all. You don't think there's any place for it?
1: Never in a chance in hell. Mm.
2: Well, maybe on a future episode because we are going to have to return to this show at least once, and I won't even spoil why that is because we'll just <laughs> let it let it roll out. But um, out, it's yeah. very important. But I will say that I do have it in me in mind too. Where is it at?
1: It's uh, right, right there. It's not here, or here so much. Was lodged maybe right, right, right here, right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, to do
2: maybe my own uh, theme for them. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the show's theme and the theme that I think that they should do. Yeah. <laughs> they should have done the song in. Because <laughs> I, I again, like I really like the setup. Let me read you. Uh, this is an important piece. Please of, do. It's an important detail because
1: it's we're just gonna set up the world for you because it's kind of complicated. Um, it is you know what I didn't realize what the world was until I started doing the toy research really for it So apparently it's it's like a uh, what I put here it's like a new, it's like a new world. New Texas. Like a new Texas yeah. world. You know, it's like a new planet. So so this planet's called New Texas. I just,
2: I, I made up my own backstory that like Texas got pissed off enough that they finally did secede and they just became a planet. Okay. That's my, <laughs> even though it says it's light years away. I like it. It's just like, you know, there was one trans person too many wanting to go into too many bathrooms or something that said, you know what? Fuck it, man. You know what? Fuck this whole planet. Shit. We're seceding all the way to space. Who's <laughs> with me? Like that, I can totally see that eventually happening yeah, at just, whatever just, year it is. Just one
1: little speck of rock just out there just yeah, out. yeah,
2: you know, I can just see, like, it peeling itself off the United States map and then just kind of, like, jumping off into space, like, ba bye uh, with boots on. Yeah, put some boosters on it. Yeah, and just yeah, up. <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's not canon, by the way. My origin for New, <laughs> new yeah. Texas is not origin. It's not canon. Um, so I'm going to read this important document here. It says, oh, do. Um, it's titled Will's Paragraph about... Brave Star. and it's actually, it's actually... It's not just written. It's actually printed okay. <laughs> in all caps, bolded and underlined. Um, all right, here we go. Yeah. This is a, this is a doozy. Okay. Bravestar was a space western cartoon following the adventures of Galactic Marshal Bravestar, no first name given, a Native American lawman who uses superhuman powers drawn from spirit animals to serve and protect the planet of New Texas. Bravestar is aided by his chief deputy, 3030, a talking, gun-toting cybernetic horse or an equestroid who can walk on two legs. New Texas's naturally bountiful minds of the rare ore curium attract trouble of all kinds, most notably Tex Hex, an undead former prospector with magic powers of his own. Can you think of a crazier fucking paragraph to have to read to somebody? (laughs) Like, if that was the setup that you tried to sell me, I would say, what kind of fan fiction, eight-year-old bullshit? I mean, I love it as the thing, but it's like, that's me trying to distill down probably the most integral parts of this show into one paragraph. That's a lot. And I made it longer to point out how fucking crazy. It's just rife. It's another case. Like, Thundercats was like science fiction superhero fantasy. This is like Western science fiction magic Everything. And Funny enough, that's
1: actually the lyrics to the intro song, right? They say the f- whole thing Be pretty,
2: yeah. Basically, what I just read <laughs> is them. It's just I took the lyrics and I, I just put them into sen- sentence form. Can you form. imagine that? Yeah, now, well, that's that's a really good point. Essentially, they tried to do what I just did, but then put yeah. it to music. Yeah, that's the kind of shit you're trying to set up in that fucking song. Right. It's Mount Equus, yeah, it's way too much information to put into one minute, even spoken like just me talking like Micro Machine Man won't even right. you know, work in that case. Brave Star was a show. Do you, Did you have any details about the show's run or anything like that?
1: You know what? Yes, I do, actually. All right. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive into this real fast here. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Yeah, 65 episodes, man. It ran yeah. for 65 episodes. A uh, movie was also released on this movie in That's 88. Right. That's right. I guess they felt they really had something in this. You know what I'm saying? Like a movie was released, too. Now, like you and me talked about, I don't know if this movie was was made before the cartoon series I or think what because it it's almost was. like this show was like made and got canceled like so fast yes <laughs> so i don't know what came first or if I they, don't had either. they had it all together and they just is released everything. Well, it's, I don't really know. I
2: mean, who knows what was going on there at the time? Because this is actually the last property, or at least the last series that Filmation even did before yeah. they folded in '89, That's which true. is kind of like this is the one that did it. It's easy enough, at least to assume that this did it. Although I'm sure it's any number of bad, you know, decisions that they made across right. the way. Right. I mean, they were doing things to cut costs at every corner, like uh, that for sure. Filmation is responsible for like a lot of. A lot good of good, Yeah, it's funny. Right. We mentioned them in another I mentioned them briefly in another uh a podcast and really didn't give them their due. I mean they're yeah. the, they're at the front of He Man, uh and the Masters of the Universe. That's and a big thing. She, I think she ra yeah. um the like the Ghostbusters that we talked about before. Um they just they did they were really they did a lot of stuff. Um right. but yeah, they folded after this thing.
1: Yeah, and one I, thing, one thing I have written here, it's uh, I never ran across this before. I'm sure we will later on, like different cartoon series, but it said that um, let's see them all uh, ran from eighty seven to eighty eight in syndication. So that means like it got released and and was co- instantly on syndication. I don't I don't understand.
2: Hell? I don't. It's I don't. It's one of those things in the world, like in certain kinds of insurance and stuff like that, where I don't, I know generally what the word means, but apparently it's not exactly what I think it is. And it confuses me Yeah. because syndication as I think of it is like, you have a show that just runs on CBS. Yeah. And then after you hit hundred episodes, you can sell it as a package to other, you know, UPN or whoever, yeah. whatever bottom rung, bottom U- feeder U- bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What shitty channel wants to run it, you know, TBS will run it 24 hours a day. If you yeah. give it to them, you sell those rights, even while it's still on. Right. And then you can do more syndication deals after that. So for something to be released just into syndication, I don't even know what channel this was on In originally. Eighties,
1: it was a different cartoon world. You know what I'm I saying? Guess, I guess it was a different thing going uh, on. Please,
2: somebody explain it to us because, like, I, I'm uh, I've known about syndication for a while. And I still don't really quite understand. But that, I mean, the thing is, it's it's not even divided into seasons. This show, it's yeah. just episode one. This is episode one. It ran right. sixty five. The last one's just episode sixty five. It doesn't even name a season. It seems like whereas most shows that we do. At least they've been running longer. You know, right. they actually have seasons, which kind of tells you what's going on here. This kind of seems like it just was like the last hurrah. It did have toys and it had a video game for the Commodore 64, comic books. I mean, there was a number of things that they released for this that it definitely had some backing in the merchandise world. Right. I don't know how popular those things were, but I had a Brave Star toy. So you had a Brave Star fart, didn't you? A Brave Star fart. No, it was a fort, dude. Oh, for it.
1: Come on. <laughs> what am I thinking, Travis? You got farted on the brain. (laughs) That that had me baffled, too. Yeah. Why are you friends with me? I don't know why you're friends with me. (laughs) We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: So this first episode, and we're talking about the movie. uh, Yeah, there is some confusion on my part, because watching this first episode, it's very much an episode that I would think would come later in a series where... It's all about the relationship between the two main characters, really, like big time, barely any villains in it. It's really just about like the villain is uh, empty friendships <laughs> I guess, or, yeah, or, right. or uh, tumults in a relationship. Yeah. That's the villain. And that seems like something you have to do after you've established characters like a relationship for us to even care about it. Bravestar and his partner, 3030, have an argument And they are on the outs, and that's the crux of the whole thing. And I'm kind of like, well, I don't even know the world yet. Why do I give a shit about this? I'm wondering if the movie... I think from what I read, I think sets up all this shit. Oh, yeah. I think so. This is like some pilots, some pilot episodes don't tell an origin story, they just throw you into the middle of things. Even if that's the case here, that's still a weird choice for a first thing. Cause like Tex Hex, the main villain, shows up nowhere except to be mentioned one time. Yeah. And then uh, you got the coyotoids or the dingoes or whatever that just like, they're barely there at all. It's really just a, uh, it's like a bottle. Um, you know, I'm breaking bad. There's the episode where they have the fly that's loose in the lab. Yeah. And it's just Jesse and, walt in the lab the whole time that's a bottle episode they're kind of like okay we've spent enough of our budget that i hope i'm getting this right we spent enough of our budget on these episodes and these episodes we need to not spend so much on these episodes so this particular it's, episode, it's a character based yeah it's episode. typically like very few characters very f- few locations here's the thing though in animation i don't really think that's like an issue because to draw a mountain costs about as much as to draw you know the whole world blowing up or whatever i don't really know but it feels like. An actual bottle episode of a real show because it's really a lot, a lot of focus yeah. on this relationship between these two people. Right. Or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, hey, real fast <laughs> yes. to piggyback on that. Yeah.
1: Um when you said draw a mountain. So there's like four to five times on this episode where where things are about to collapse. Yes. And and when you look at the whole scene, you'll see you'll see like this whole this whole rock ridge. But right where you know it's going to collapse, yes. it's like it's like poorly yeah. um, drawn. It looks like you can tell where, where right, it's going right. to collapse. I'm like, was that was animation like way different well, back then where it was real
2: cheap? I like, remember seeing stuff like this as a kid. Yeah, That's, I'm really glad you brought that up. And think about that. I remember as a kid, like I would see an outline on a background where I'm like. I he, uh, someone's going to bust through that part of the brick, and then someone would do it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know enough about traditional animation to name it, but I do know that you'll have a background, and then you have a cell laid over that, and one stationary, and the other one is like part of the animation. So I feel like that's got to be part of it. I mean, filmation is kind of notorious for what they call limited animation,
1: shit animation.
2: Yeah, basically, <laughs> like reusing shit all the time. You'll notice that a lot of the characters on this show, when they're talking, it's just like a still image and close up, and then their mouth is moving, and they just look like statues, like lifeless <laughs> statues. Like, I noticed that, like, JB, this other, this other character will get to, like, there's a point where it's like she doesn't even look like she's looking at the person she's talking to. Right. Her eyes are just stuck looking off into the near distance. You know? Like, she's just like, everybody looks kind of creepy to me, for that reason. At least in yeah. the talking things. But I don't know if that's part of what you're talking about, but there's absolutely, there are moments of actually really good animation in this. There are. We'll get to, like, the fight that they have later on, and some of the shadows and stuff are really good but man is there some crummy i'll say it crummy (laughs) animation on the show i'm glad you pointed that out because that's something i kind of forget like even some looney tunes there would be shit like that yeah you know
1: yeah i'll just be sitting there watching man and like some of them bust through like right where i'm looking at i'm like man i wonder if every cartoon kind of had something like that back in the day but i mean i feel like a lot of them
2: did but i feel like the quality is kind of reflected in that sort of thing do you notice the seams on the the product that you're putting out or not yeah i mean nowadays if something like that happened it'd probably be on purpose as like a throwback you know because they are not going to have that problem digitally (laughs) yeah for sure that's true okay so we start off things um with a slow eclipse. With, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, such an epic. <laughs> a slow eclipse. It's like an epic opening to have like three suns. We're in space. We come down from space just to show you, basically to waste time is what right. it is. Because yeah. you're like going through the dance of the celestial bodies, basically in space <laughs> over some epic music. Yeah. And then you're on New Texas, which is like a desert planet for the most part. With boot, with boots on it. With boots on it. Yeah, it's Texas shaped and it's like a 3D Texas map, basically with boots. <laughs> and we we go down to the Earth level, and we see that Brave Star and his Equestroid buddy Thirty Thirty yeah. are in hot pursuit. Of some raccoons on some scooters. Basically, they look okay. So these are the coyotoids. What? That is not, those aren't coyotes. Those are raccoons. They do, dude. They look like Hanna Barbera characters, they as far do. as I'm concerned. Like where the hat and the shadow are like part of their, their their mask. It's just like a terrible look. Yeah. They really look even out of place in this crazy world. Um, They're they're basically like if you can imagine like Hanna Barbera, like a uh, secret squirrel or something like that, trying to escape on a hover bike from Star Wars, that's what <laughs> that's the level of what you're dealing with. And And Bravestar and 3030 are really just looking at them from far away, talking about how they need to catch them. Um, And they have a disagreement about tactics. Did they explain what the coyotoids did to... They call them dingoes, if you want to avoid saying that. They call them dingoes also, which is Australian and... Doesn't describe coyotes. That's a completely different <laughs> animal, <Yeah. laughs> different species. I I feel like they did maybe say that they. I don't really know. I wondered that. Like I was like, what were they doing? Well, I assume that they were stealing curium from the mines. I'm assuming that's because that seems to be the only thing that ever happens on yeah. this planet is that people want to get curium from the. You know, it's it curium is like a red ore that is really good for fuel. And apparently, of course, New Texas. Uh, It's like oil. We got it. We got a lot of it. You know, Mm -hmm. and so people have uh, I mean, if you listen to the theme and I definitely suggest that you go listen to the full theme, if not the episode, definitely just check out the theme song. You know, they say that outlaws uh, came from all the corners to (laughs) to check this shit out because they had so much fuel. Imagine like this is like a gold rush. This is the equivalent of the gold rush is what's going on. So you have a lot of outlaws, people who are trying to fill their pockets with that sweet, sweet red ore. Curium. And that's what these coyote were up to. <laughs> dingoes.
1: I'm not, dingoes. I'm not calling them dingoes, man.
2: Uh, I'd like to play this clip. Uh, it is uh, 3030 and Bravestar are talking about, uh, in police terms, I would say, like, guns and tactics. That's what they're having a discussion about. Here we go.
0: <clears throat> Don't worry, Marshal. Sarah here will shut him down. Better take it easy with Sarah Bard. Been a little quick on the trigger lately. <sighs> do what it takes to get the job done you know how i feel about guns they shouldn't be used unless there's no other choice <laughs> i reckon that's one thing we'll never see eye to eye on marshal
2: 30 <laughs> last thing he says essentially is brave star takes a relatively moderate stance on guns by the way which is that they shouldn't be used unless they need to be used yeah which i think is kind of like what At least on paper, police officers now are supposed to do. It's not just a thing you like shoot your can of beer open with. It's about your But 3030 essentially is saying, I don't agree that you should only use guns when you need to use them. I think you should use them when you just want to use them. (laughs) Like when I think it's fun, that's when I use them. 3030 actually I think has the best voice actor on the show. Like his voice, I believe it the most. He has the most character. He does. It sounds good. It It sounds really good. I mean, I for the most part, I mean the nays are Kind of silly,
1: but oh, man, the, the character right off the bat to to think this character 30 for 30 mm-hmm. or 30 30 30 30 30 yeah, yeah, my bad 30 for 30 is 30 right. for 30. <laughs> that's ESPN, that's the ESPN <laughs> thing. I'm you're, so sorry, you're on ESPN, i like stuck today. on that, yeah, yeah, I don't even watch sports. Um, but to think this, this horse is going to be through this whole season is rough, dude. Yeah. He's a rough character. You know what? Bro. What
2: I'll do for you is I'll try and uh put together some episodes where I've cut out the neighing
1: and the and the stuff yeah, yeah he he is he's a rough character he he he's like he's a, very abrasive he's like a snarf on steroids just about he's super abrasive this guy
2: and very very emotionally uh like <laughs> unstable it seems yeah. like like he really should not be deputized He he's his head deputy yeah and he's like the most he's a loose cannon almost literally um he mentions his gun sarah sarah
1: marshall yeah is that what it is i think so, is it yeah. sarah marshall yeah because there's a Isn't movie it- I
2: well, thought it was Sarah well, Jane.
1: I think it's Sarah Jane. Okay, but okay. He, but he, he. Oh, he says Marshall. Marshall. Okay, yes, God, yeah. Man. Wait.
2: <laughs> Woo. He he calls it. I like that he has a name for his gun. That's very like you know Western
1: yeah.
2: uh, movie ish of it. So that's cool. Um, Brave Star. You can tell is like barely has a little bit of a Texas accent. It comes out more sometimes, but. He's very moderate. He looks very Indian. Well, to me. he is. He's a okay. he's Native American. Yeah, his powers should tell you that he calls on spirit animals. <laughs> I don't think they'd let a pale face call on spirit animals. That just doesn't strike <laughs> strike me as acceptable. Okay, so right off the bat, you're seeing limited animation. By the yeah. way, like you yeah. can just immediately it's just like close ups of. Brave Star talking and arguing and it's just like a um, uh, still image with mouth moving when, okay. So I've done, Travis knows this. I I've worked in, uh, spent some years working in, uh, bringing Japanese cartoons to America, like in the dubbing process and stuff like that. And something that we focus on a lot when you do that for quality is mouth flaps. Like when the mouths open, matching that to the, or, or rather matching the vocal performance to the mouth flaps, you know, in, so I'm very sensitive to weird mouth flaps. I'll say, and when Thirty Thirty, the Horseman, yeah, neighs, his mouth opens rapidly, like he's going, I don't know, like that. But it's he's supposed to be going <clears throat> or. And his mouth is just opening and closing at a rapid pace. That drives me fucking crazy. And it looks insane when he does it. It looks like it looks like he's having a seizure or something. Yeah, it really gets to me. I think it's actually really funny, but it's just like I can't not notice that. Right, I cannot walk away from that. Not scarred, basically.
1: Uh, you know what? I didn't pick up that I didn't pick that up, man, because I'm not in- but I'm gonna sensitive about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Okay, so
2: to they're still in pursuit of these stupid coyote, and so Bravestar accesses one dingo as well. Yeah, let's kill that's way easier to say. Brave Star accesses one of his powers, and I love the powers. By the way, like I'm a superhero guy, and instead of there being like Planeteers that each have a power set of their own, he just has all the powers within himself that he calls on one of these four spirit animals. And the one he calls on here is uh,
1: the puma. Well, yeah. in this in this episode, he he only calls on two animals. Well, sure, so that sure, I noticed, sure. and that's the bear and the puma. It's not trying to show off. You can't be you
2: can't be gauche <laughs> with your powers like that and just be like, I would be, I even wrote this down. I'm like, I would be in conversation with you right now and say, Yeah, dude, that's a good point. Speed of the Puma. And then just like go do something with it. Like I'd be riding really fast or yeah, whatever. Right. Or like strength of the bear, and I'd crush something. But I it makes him kind of superhero-y. You know, and which of course appeals to me, and it's like all of these powers—they have a cool effect, like oh, the, just the, like
1: the transformation is fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's just like a light, almost like a dissolving light outline of the animal that appears around him when he calls on it. It sounds really corny when he saw when he calls on it, but for a kid, I mean, to play Brave Star, yeah, how perfect is that? Strength of a bear, you know that shit. Like you get to say these dumb little things, but yeah. it's branding is basically what <laughs> right, it is. Yeah. So it's perfect it is, for it someone like me, especially. Yeah, it is good. He calls on the puma. He's like the Flash, literally, like he's running super fast. And then thirty thirty just decides, you don't know what you're fucking talking about, trained lawman. Yeah. I'm the deputy here. I'm the horse cyborg. I'm I got gonna just, I got Sarah
1: Marshall here. Sarah
2: Marshall. So I'm just gonna blow. He he shoots and he manages to just. Like hit the rocks, causing a like a wall between Brave Star and the dingoes, essentially losing the bad guys, yeah. as a result, so way to go, horsey <laughs> um, and then so Brave star gets onto to him about that, and I, again, Brave Star is like super, and I read this, and the thing that like Brave star more often tries to rely on solving issues by like talking with people, yeah, which is like i I couldn't help but see like a lot of like. I feel like this was made today. Just like all the shit with police and the news, it's like they were trying to set an example. It's like, this is how you should do things. This is how you should resolve this shit. But like, even in the conversations with 3030, there's another one I'm going to play. He's just like, he just totally fucked things up. Yeah. And he very healthily brings it up with 3030. Like, I'm disappointed in this, basically.
0: Right. Mm, I was trying to help. Sarah's not helping much if she lets the bad guys get away. Well. I'll be dag
2: I love it. Thirty thirty will be dag-nabbed. I could use some more talk like that, frankly. I wrote that. I wrote dag-nabbed. that. Why uh, wouldn't you write that? It's fucking great. Da- it's like a slow close-up on this horseman's face, and he's saying, well, I'll be dag And then it goes nowhere. It's like it cuts away to something else right afterwards. You think he's going to get in a fight with them. Yeah. For calling him out, but thirty thirty just has no respect for this lawman. Like he's he like he really just wants to hand out vigilante justice. Yeah, he does. He just wants to. He's pretty loose with that gun. <laughs> I will say for sure. Um, at this point, our buddies, our our constant companions, yeah, thirty thirty and Brave Star split, um, and. I believe 3030 goes off into the deserts to just sulk, essentially. Yeah. And Bravestar returns back to Fort Kirium, which is like the settlement where most of the people in the area at least, like, you know, are residing. Um, 3030 goes out into the desert to sulk, and uh he flashes back to his first meeting with Bravestar. I don't know if this is from the movie. Yeah. It seems like they're pulling an actual like three-minute. Thing that happened it does. in another cartoon and they're just playing it for you. Yeah, Brave Star busts into this place called the Hall of the Equestroids. The Equestroids are the race that Thirty Thirty belongs to. Just cyber horse people. Again, it's a race though, so right. they are by, by, <laughs> they are alive. They can yeah. reproduce apparently. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, or maybe not. Maybe maybe that's why they're dying out. So this Hall of the Equestroids and the gun. 3030's gun is like sparkling and basically it's like a uh like Raiders of the Lost Ark situation yeah. where Brave Star is there for the gun or so 3030 thinks. I don't know why his gun is on display in right. the hall. It's cuz it's like an old like you know place with relics and shit yeah. like that. But anyway, they didn't have a good first meeting. They got into a fight. Like that's kind of what he remembers and he's like why am I even I don't like this guy. Like, we had a bad start to our friendship. Why am I even trying to stay friends with him? Yeah. And this begins, like, uh, Brave Star more heavily, but, like, they talk about each other like they're a couple. Yeah. He says, literally, I don't know why I stay with him. He's a bummer. He says he's a bummer, too, which is great. Yeah. But, like, more and more throughout this this whole episode, they really focus on the relationship a lot, and the way they talk about it is just like a, a couple going through a hard time. That's true. Which is, Pretty funny, because these are like some very manly
1: cowpokes that we're talking about. Yeah. So one thing you said, man, um, about the, the gun, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. So it seems like a recurring theme in all these cartoons is every cartoon is going to have like a sacred weapon. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's like one of the things I, the writers, I feel like, start off with. You know yes, what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it starts with a sacred weapon, mm-hmm. and then you build around
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, toys, I mean, you got to be like, look, we, we need a sword. Who's going to wield
1: the sword? Yeah. Okay, we can't just have a cartoon about swords. It's not going to work. Get back to work. You know, like that's It all starts with the sacred weapon, yeah. and we will build around that. And it, it, it's almost like they go small to big. Dude. In that sense. I mean, everyone's supposed to work at like that. But you It's
2: know I mean. funny because this cartoon, actually, it wasn't built around that, but it's funny that you put it that way because this is a piece of trivia. The show, actually, and you don't see this bad guy, the main bad guy, uh, Tex Hex, doesn't even show up in this episode, but... Tex Hex was a character created as a villain for Filmation's Ghostbusters series. And when Lou uh, Shaling saw this design, he was so taken by this design of this undead purple skinned cowboy man that he said, take that off of Ghostbusters. That's its own show. He's the bad guy for it. Write me up. A space western pronto because I need to see this guy fighting somebody. Basically, is what he <laughs> said, and that's what how they fucking did it. Yeah. He, he just told his people, his cronies at Filmation, get, get make a shit. show about this. Sounds like a crazy madman to me, like like a crazy like dictator. But that's a pretty funny way to. It seems very old Hollywood. Make
0: me a movie about a pirate! Yeah,
2: you know, like, it's just some people are just demanding <laughs> shit. But, yeah, totally, it's, like, how... It's funny how these f- big concepts, things that, like, get fleshed out quite a bit. Like, this is a very detailed world. It's just here because of one character yeah. that got created and inspired all that stuff. I mean, I like the world. I think the world's a cool idea. Like, obviously, I said I got super jazzed about the idea of a space western.
1: Yeah, it does, man. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, and, and to my knowledge, uh, I think kind of one of the first shows to really mash the both of them, i would I, I i think there are a couple others we were talking
2: earlier um there are a couple of shows that i've seen since then i don't even remember the names because i didn't watch them yeah but i do want to check them out possibly for future episodes and at least i'll get to reuse some western <laughs> music that i made <laughs> that are like, i mean i just want to do that voice again if yeah, we can do that yeah, voice yeah, again so was, was yeah i'll we'll have to name them there's a couple of the shows, and I don't remember the names of them, but they share some, like, vocal talents with other shows that we're doing right. that are the Space Western. I don't know if this came first or not. Okay, so while uh, 3030 is sulking out in there, and he also, by the way, he decides to, I'm going to go back to the Hall of the Equestroids. Yeah. He's out there sulking the On desert. Mount Equus, right? Mount Equus, Yeah. <laughs> The whole mountain's named for, I don't know if, we'll get to this guy in a minute, but I don't know if Equus is like the Equestroid's god (laughs) or just like a hero of theirs, but he's not an Equestroid because he's just a, he looks like a full-on horse, like a straight up normal horse, right? except big. But we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, While this is going on and he goes to the Hall of the Equestroids, we go back to Bravestar who's returned to Fort Kirium, and he's talking to uh, Judge J.B. McBride, uh, the lady of the show, the single female <laughs> shown in the entire show on this episode, uh, she's a red-haired dame, and she is the only judge and lawyer, seemingly on the in Fort Curium. Now, she doesn't do any judging or lawyering in right. this particular episode. In fact, she rides out with Brave Star at the end of the scene to go catch some bad guys, yeah. which I don't think – I think that would, like, due process. That would mess up the whole thing if your lawyer was hanging out with the police and then said, oh, you're going to go catch this guy? Yeah, let me go with you, and then maybe I'll represent him later in court. But, like, that just messes
1: it all up. Yeah. Are you, you going to play a clip from that? I am going to play a clip so, from that. Yes. Let me, let me go ahead and tell please. you this. Her voice – it's it's horrible it, it it sounds like a child she has a child's voice oh you think so it needs to be a little diff man it needs oh, to be man. more grown
2: i'm I, you, are know, you with funny it? are you I'm with not, it i'm not with you on this one i feel like he's i mean obviously her delivery is very much mom-like but her voice i'm actually okay with
1: not mashing but, for me
2: well i'll say what i'll say this there are other times where she gets like kind of pouty later on i yeah. can hear her getting kind of kiddish but like when I hear her, I hear her kind of being a mom in this situation. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play this. I have, definitely have. Oh, by the way, at the end of this, we're going to meet. And I don't even want to say anything about him yet. We're going to meet orally a certain deputy by the name of Fuzz. Buzz. Yes. Here we go.
0: Brave star. Sounds to me as if you came down pretty hard on thirty thirty. It's a dangerous job, Marshal. I can understand why thirty thirty does it. Tell him I'll be right over. <laughs> I, I love, I love. Now on, on the other side of that coin,
1: I
2: love Buzz, dude I do too. He sounds like like a really cute like Cartman
1: from South Park, kind of. I really hope later on in this cartoon they replace. Or, or they move 30-30 off and, to the side and, and bring put, Fuzz. put Fuzz next you know, dude, to him.
2: I, I had to rewind it like three times when he came on because I was laughing so hard the first time. And then the second time, I could not understand what he said. I, I knew Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. The rest of it was almost – like <laughs> I got the gist of it just based off of what happens
1: next. But I barely could understand now, him. Can you, can you tell me this? Is yes. that is that a guy's voice off top or is that modulated somehow? I'm betting it's a guy's voice. Wow. Yeah, I'm betting it's a guy's voice. Yeah. Um did they do modulations? Like, if like did they, they did, did. they do things like that back yeah, then? I day think
2: occasionally, no? but I mean you're dealing with like I don't know if in eighty six they would have ADATs or whatever to do the digital stuff. But I mean you can speed up and slow down tape, but that can mess things up. So I'm betting it was an actual voice that somebody did. Because that doesn't sound too out of the realm of possibility, but and it's a great one. Marshall, Marshall. <laughs>
1: That voice is great.
2: And it's awesome. Oh, God. But oh, um, but it's funny is that he doesn't say anything for the rest of the episode And the times when he shows up. And I feel like they almost, like, regretted letting him do that voice. Right. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, shit. Like, we already blew our wad on Fuzz in that one scene. Yeah. He can't talk again for the next <laughs> 20 minutes. Like, where he gets to say one thing. Like, yeah, I still hear in JB. Like, I hear JB, like, coming down on Brave Star there. Being very yeah. much like a mother. And I feel like her vocal quality sells it. I mean... And I like her design. She has like a weird, almost like a bowler hat going on a little bit, like in red hair and very piercing eyes. Like her character, she she's not winning any like like feminist awards with the role she plays here, yeah, uh, because she's really just babying Brave Star, who is showing very early on how he has no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Like, he's just like, why is he angry? We had an argument. I don't understand. Why doesn't 30-30, why isn't he here right now? Like, she's trying to explain to him why that might, somebody might not want to be around you after an argument. Yeah, uh, Pretty silly, I would say. For a person who seems so moderate and, you know, even-handed... Bring so, back, fuzz, yes,
1: bring back fuzz. well he'll he'll
2: come back, I you know better. that there's at least an episode that's called like oh it it fuzzes in the name, so you know
1: he's gonna come back and have some shit to say, yeah, hey, so I put a note here, man, yeah, yeah, mount Equus, the the e the equestro uh sorry, yeah, 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 um dude, it's almost like they're 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 they, they need to chill out on the um the the equine. They are all um, jerks, aren't they? They are, man. Yeah, they're they're going yes. crazy with it. They're
2: assholes. Like, I mean, they're yeah. There's too much nang and, and <laughs> but there's also like between thirty thirty and the, okay. So just to set it up, so uh, thirty thirty is at the hall of the equestroids, and he finds that he he starts. <laughs> oh man, and I have a clip of this shit. Yeah, uh, he starts hearing some ethereal voice calling to him, uh, and it turns out to be Equos. And at this point... Which I
1: put, sounds like you. It sounds like a voice you do, man. you motherfucker. I promise you. (laughs) You can do it exactly. When I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. Did Return. Yeah, I can do that part of it, at least. Sounds just
2: like you. He sounds... It's so funny, because I would never put... Like, if I were... if Yeah, if they put me in charge of Bravestar casting, (laughs) which is my dream, uh, I would not have accepted this voice as, like, the... I don't know, maybe I would if the whole point is that all the horses are jerks. But, like, he just... He Equos is apparently a god or something that's uh like that kind of protects and looks over the hall of, of Equos, the Hall of the Equestroids, excuse me. And he's calling out to 3030, essentially beckoning him to go travel through time. And 3030 reacts to this suggestion, not with like, what are you talking about? Time travel. He's just like, I should do that. Yeah, you're right. And he says, I'm not appreciated now. I was appreciated in the past, I will enter the hall, and I will be appreciated by time-traveling to the past. That's a fucking crazy thought, and he does not give it a second look. Yeah, so apparently right. time travel is just pretty normal, Normal, which we will see later, by the way. Yeah, With, <laughs> it's with,
1: pretty crazy. with Mr. Shaman Yeah, with the
2: shaman, but... Equos has. I'd like to. Play. They're,
1: they're just using that root word for uh, equestrian on everything. everything.
2: Everything. Oh, dude, I love it. I think equestroid, <laughs> equestroid. sounds like hemorrhoids you would get from riding a horse for too yeah, long. Dude. You know, like it's just. But it's a cool name. Like I like the idea of it's like he's like three parts. He's man, machine, and horse all at once. I think it's a cool design, and he goes from being on all fours to like I and I. I wish
1: I would see more of them of the actual equestroids, not the stupid equine god that they have i swear if later on if someone says hey man i need to make a request a request droid a request droid of you i'm (laughs) a a requestrian yeah 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 somebody i'm gonna lose my mind
2: i'm not getting a big um wordplay vibe from them but okay
1: we'll see i really i mean they use the the word for uh three times in Right, but like episode one. I'm thinking like, I don't know. I'm so what you just said to me was
2: like <laughs> wordplay as a joke, like in the moment oh, you're as bit, opposed okay. to like how they name the species. Oh, okay. That's a little bit different. To me.
1: Right. Your mom's different.
2: <laughs> so yeah, she's very unique. Oh, yeah, you're right. Very right. unique woman. Yes. Okay, so here's a clip of Equos. Here's a clip of Equos uh you. calling me. <laughs> here's here's a clip of me doing my uh my audition for Equos where I'm talking to thirty thirty about going well, just hear it.
0: Return. Who's saying that? Return. 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 Return, return? to the past. Return.
1: Return. <laughs> <laughs> Voices one more
2: time. Hold on. Return. <laughs> He says return, so I did edit that a tiny bit to put it together. But, like, he just intentionally—Equos like is being intentionally uh, not forthcoming with what he's saying. Like, he, they're just filling time. Like, I, yeah. he could just say,
0: return, you should return to the past.
2: No, he just says return and then expects 30-30 to just get it, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And at this point, Equos is represented by a, a this whole hall like, fell and was crushed when he and Bravestar had their first, like, you know, their meet-cute is what you would call it in a romantic comedy, when two people meet for the first time. Okay, Their meet-cute was when they got into a fight at the Hall of the Equestrians, and this whole place broke down, and so this statue is calling out to him, and I believe around this time is when Bravestar catches up to him. Oh, excuse me, no, 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 because we gotta go back. Okay. At the end of the scene with uh, JB and Bravestar talking— they, that's what, you know, a uh, fuzz came in to say, Hey, the dingoes, we got to go catch them. We found them. So we have to cut over all the action with the dingoes where they catch them yeah. happens off screen kids don't want to see Brave Star, I don't know, apprehending criminals. We just want to catch to the part where they, go to the part where they caught them, and then we'll get back to the relationship yeah. stuff. So yeah. we, like, you know, smash cut over to where the Dingoes have been caught by JB and I assume Fuzz had a part, to, a major part to play that we didn't get to see. Yeah, And then Brave Star and JB have another conversation. Like, Brave Star is essentially still saying, like, I don't know why thirty wasn't here to do his job. And this is a point where I realized that Brave Star is Tim Taylor on Home Improvement, and JB is Wilson the neighbor because he is oh, such okay, an idiot okay. when it comes to emotions. And I have a clip to go with this. <laughs> he does not. He does not understand at all. It, there's no fathoming in his mind why thirty thirty wouldn't show up, right. and he even tries to blame it on his enemy Tex Hex, like. Why would he be here? You don't know? Is it, I don't know, tex hex Is he the reason? Like, <laughs> like me and my buddy, me, me and Travis got into a big fight. Well, why isn't Travis here at my party? You don't know? I mean, is it Skeletor? Is he the reason Travis didn't come to my party tonight? That's essentially what he's doing. And then, like JB has to spell it out for him. And she's like, she gives him the, the uh, reflection of himself. She is his mirror and tells him like, you came down hard on him and he feels out of place. But like, so Bravestar, like for such a sensitive seeming person, no idea what's going on with other people.
1: apparently In her, in her babiest voice ever.
2: Well she's I again she's playing that role like of a 9-year-old no nope. of a 9-year-old girl <laughs> of okay. a very emotionally secure yeah 9-year-old woman a 9-year-old a 9-year-old uh, lawyer girl yeah a 9-year-old full-grown woman sure <laughs> and she she has to explain to him like just like he's the child you know it, it's just such a the woman in this episode only is there to teach the man how to feelings work. Right. And it's such a like she doesn't get to be a lawyer. She doesn't you don't get to see her do anything cool. Yeah. She's just a a lady who says this is why your friend's heart is broken and I'm mad at you for not uh understanding that. She like turns her back on him. I'm going to play the clip because I do think the way that he stumbles over trying to blame it on tech hex <laughs> is fucking hilarious.
0: Let's see here. No sign of 3030? No, nothing. Think maybe Tex Hex is mixed up in this. I don't think so, Brave Star. Tex has been uh, pretty a, quiet lately. No. Then where could he be? Maybe he did what we all want to do when we're unhappy. What do you mean? Maybe he went home. Home? What do you mean? His home is here. <laughs> That's
2: so dramatic. I mean, he he seems genuinely confused and like heartbroken. At the end of that, like home? What do you mean? His home is here. Like. He But he doesn't know how his actions affect other people. He should know thirty thirty is a very sensitive jerk by now. Yeah. Like, like, he should get that. He's known him for a while, it seems like. He's like, you sure it wasn't Tex-Hex? Yeah. He's like, a, a character we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, well, we haven't even met him unless we watch the fucking movie. Yeah, But right. to blame, it's like again it just seems like such a funny i mean i it's actually a really good moment of characterization in my opinion just shows you how like focused on his job he is is like all he can think of for a solution to something is that oh it must have been a villain that did it a criminal. (laughs) uh you know my, my my burger was underdone it must have been tex hex that was behind it basically that's his whole world his whole life i guess
1: that's what you want in your indian space ranger
2: I don't know what I want in my Indian Space Ranger. I'm still having to think on that. Okay. I'm still filling out my list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on Indian Space Meet uh, Meet IndianSpaceRanger dot Yeah, it's dude. like a match service. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> different profiles. Yeah, 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 totally. I'm looking for somebody maybe like. Kind of a lot like Marshall Bravestar. Yeah. But maybe higher up. Maybe he spends more time at home than Bravestar. Because I want him to be career-oriented, but I don't want him out there risking his life because I'm not going to stay at home, you know, up at night just wondering, is he dead? Yeah. I don't want to be that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. 100%. Police wives. Okay. And also, please listen to that clip. Imagine. (laughs) That clip, it just struck me so much every time I saw it because I did see this episode two or three times again. Uh just imagine there's a fence between them, and you can only see the top of JB's face. <laughs> and then, it's just such a home improvement moment. At that point, so he, uh, Brave Star is called upon. He's like, "Okay, now I know. I got to go after him. I got to pursue my lady," so yeah. to speak. And so that's when he shows up at the Hall of the Equestroids. 3030 is being called out. He's basically decided to go into the past and Bravestar shows up. <laughs> He's like, I want you here. Right. Let's let's work it out. Basically, Bravestar takes a really interesting vehicle to get to the Hall of the Equestriates. Do you remember this? It's only oh, for a second. No. Oh, no. dude, this thing. Well, I will I wish I had a picture to just show you. It's like it's like a Segway that has a helicopter blade on the bottom. So like it's, it's like it's like. Apparently things, they have things that just hover for no reason that are like, you know, I don't know, just anti-gravity, but they also have things that apparently have to have like a dangerous, deadly death trap, like helicopter blade on the bottom of just the thing that he's leaning forward on. And it looks like if you slip at all, you are dead, or at least you've lost a leg wow. on this thing. Very no, stupidly even, designed. Oh, man. It, it's, I wonder what they call it. He didn't even give it a name. But he, he catches 3030 just as he's about to go into the hall and t- travel back into the past. And I love it because he calls out, like, 3030 says, I'm going to go somewhere where I'm wanted. And then 30- Brave Star calls out, so heart, like, so forlorn, You're wanted here. Like it's the, the high drama. It's like a Twilight movie or something, right, you know? Right. Oh gosh, I love it. I do actually kind of, I got into it like the second time at first. I'm like, gosh, when are they going to shut up and just like fight some villains? The second time I'm like, I kind of like that they are focusing on like inner, The tr- I mean, that's the moral of the whole thing. You know, Is like yeah. that you can argue and still be friends and we'll get to that <laughs> at the end of it. But this like, but it is done very simply, very high everything's heightened everything's super dramatic between yeah. them you know they can't just have an argument and then kind of go their separate ways and figure it out it's got to be like oh i'm just so far i just can't deal with this you know lots of angst zero to a hundred real real quick Big time all right now i know travis is going to be really into this next section because brave star decides and says this out loud <laughs> better pay a visit to the shaman Yes. Yes. And uh, the shaman is an old, very Native American man extremely native american like as native american as you can get almost offensively so <laughs> he lives in drawn a, well too drawn very he's well drawn, drawn cool well, cool design yeah, yeah he's got he's got like thor's helmet almost like with the the wings on the side of his head the shaman is an old man who lives in a really like scary looking tower it looks like it's made out of like the metal from old cars <laughs> it's like very jagged and it's almost like a, a totem pole because yeah. it's got different animals that build up to the top of it um brave star seeks the shaman and the shaman does not have a name, just a title. He's the shaman. Uh, and I have a couple clips for this guy. They have a conversation, and the first clip is Brave Star talking to the shaman about the whole thing, and you get to hear the shaman's voice a little bit, which actually, they could have gone a lot heavier with the like the Native American uh, accent or however you want, like the, yeah. the way he does it. They could have been more, way more offensive, but he has a tick that I'm going to point out that I have a special clip I okay. think that you'll enjoy. Okay. But this is uh, Brave Star talking to the shaman about the deal with Thirty Thirty, and it is big time a moment where you get to hear just how much Bravestar cares about his buddy Thirty Thirty.
0: I only saw him for a moment before he disappeared into the ruins. Mm. And you had no warning that he wished to return to the Hall of the Equestroids. Not at first. After I talked to JB, I realized I was being too hard on him. I need 3030, Shaman. I need him bad. Uh, it is good for you to know that. <laughs> but he's wrong. He's wanted here. I must get him back.
2: He's, once again, he's wanted. He's wanted here. I, 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 needed, I should have done a tally of how many times Bravestar says in this episode that either he wants or needs 3030. <laughs> and sometimes he's saying it about something about 3030, like I need his companionship. But sometimes it's just like I, he says right there, I need him. I need them bad. I don't want to pick the low hanging fruit of this relationship, but I have to. Like, it just seems like these are a couple of of constant chums. It, if it, you so it does, to speak, man. yeah. Uh, but you're a big fan of the shaman. Yeah, I got a couple of shaman notes. Please. here, man. Yeah. So,
1: so to paint the scene, it's it's a typical you know when you go meet the uh, the shaman like in a movie, mm. you're always sitting across from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in their there's tent. a fire. Yeah. There's flute. There's music. a fire. Well, all yeah. all that's there. But there's not enough smoke in this scene. Okay, they're you know they're not. They're, I, I could have used a peace pipe, maybe getting passed around. <laughs> I know it's a kids show, but it was the '80s. We could have done something like that. Would you have it's, liked there to be like a,
2: a buffalo that they were using all of the parts to in a tent? Or, or you know what? Or, or
1: or I could have maybe put some smoke on the fire that's there. True, there could have been. Some You're not going to sm- get that with filmation budget, though. I guess so, man. I, I just really I was missing the smoke mm-hmm. in this in this scene, man. And maybe they
2: were hoping that like the music would sell the atmosphere that this is in fact a Native American man. Because <laughs> there's a lot of flute playing. I guess so, man. Maybe so. Well, I hear you, man. I'm sorry you were disappointed by no, it's that. That's all good. I, I just really wanted the smoke. So the shaman, uh, he's going to play a bit of a part here. But before we get to his special power that he displays, you'll notice that in that clip, he starts off his sentence with, mm, like half the time <laughs> this guy talks, he yeah. says that. So I, I went ahead and made a super cut of every time that the oh, shaman no. grunts... <laughs> I'm going to play that for you right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) I put a little extra sauce on the last one. Yeah,
1: Yeah. thank you. I had to. I was was like, I don't think I heard that one. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, mmm. It's a secret bathroom outtake, Travis. Exactly,
2: yeah. I, I, uh, I dive deep into the tapes of Filmation. Like, he's pondering everything that you tell him, and then he ponders what he's going to say before he says it. Yeah. Or like, mm, yes, I've heard of this. Like, it's just such a... Like, I feel like that was their way of being racist without being racist. Like, that was their way of telling you that he's Native American without yeah. saying how, or me speak you know, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Which, probably you could also do that for, like, a Japanese sensei.
1: I think it was. mm,
2: Yeah, it's just totally any any wise man (laughs) of another nation or ethnicity will hum before he talks to you.
1: Make a a mouth grunt before. Mm. (laughs) I don't want to hear this guy eating food that he he's enjoying. Not at all. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs)
2: That supercut was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It. You can expect more things like that in the future. The shaman at the end of that conversation. I wish every, like, I, if my spiritual advisor could offer this to me, it would be great. He just says, like, you know what you need to do? You need to travel into the past. You just need to time travel. So take my hand, because we're time traveling to the past. And again, Bravestar, no reaction to this. Like, this is abnormal at all. So I should assume maybe that they time travel in every episode of Brave right. Star because they just don't give it any, like, even a, oh, wow, I didn't know... Like uh, there's no acknowledgement. Yeah. Like that that there's this fucking elephant in the room of time travel. They take each other's hand and you know wavy lines. They're in the past. All of a sudden at the I, Hall of the Equestrians.
1: I put on here that hey maybe they were smoking something I, off
2: camera. <laughs> I had the exact same – I said maybe that this is like a peyote thing. Like yeah. he's putting – because there's some people talk about like one idea of time travel is that it's more of like an experiential thing that happens within. Yeah. And that like in some magical practices that you're actually just like – you're really just going there in your mind, but what you're changing is like you're re- rearranging your innards essentially like in your head. And so if you're taking a, a psychedelic to be able to do that, maybe he's just like helping him – come to terms with his relationship by traveling into the right. past so to speak right, right, i'm doing right, air right. quotes um i i thought the, i mean that's such an easy thing to. but it really seems like so this this native american man is offering to take me into the past
1: maybe maybe they ate maybe. The, the peyote maybe, maybe they so ate it.
2: yeah but the thing is in this world it seems like everything that can be true yeah is true there's aliens there's space cowboys there's uh, like visors, high tech visors that come down out of cowboy hats, high, high technology. You know all these things. <laughs> everything is true. Every everything you want as a kid is in this show. I don't yeah. know why it wasn't more popular. Yeah. So they travel back into the past, into the Hall of the Equestroids. But first, they're met with our buddy Equos in the past, and in this case, his statue is still standing. And it struck me as very funny. And I, I, he sounds like he's very muffled. Yeah, And it turns out, like, he is literally inside the statue. This giant horse is inside of the horse statue. And so when he first starts talking, it sounds like this. Why did
1: you come to- here?
2: <laughs> and I thought it was just bad recording or whatever. Yeah. But then he breaks out of the statue, and he's just a giant horse, not even an equestroid. As soon
1: as he's... As he's broke out, that's what you sound like. That's that, what that, I sound that's like. That's the one. I not, bet not, I have a clip for him. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 the one that was oh, echoing, okay, okay. but this one that's about oh, to play. God. This what, is you, bro. He's an even bigger asshole
2: when he breaks out. Cause he is. I, I love what he says here. Brave Star is like, look, I want to get into the hall. I want to uh, Shaman's trying, kind of like <laughs> I guess like brokering them, you know, like what they're gonna do about this. And the Equos, I feel like I made up a backstory for Equos here that Equos only as a god, basically, like needs people who worship him. So the last of the equestroids would worship at his altar, so to have him there in the hall brings him some kind of satisfaction or power. Otherwise, I don't know why he cares, because he really seems to give a ton of shits about... Echoes I'm sorry about 3030 and the relationship. I actually have two clips to play. We'll probably have something to say between them, but first it's him talking to the shaman and Bravestar. Listen to how much he cares about 3030 in this or at least he's been scarred in the past by empty friendships.
1: Oh.
0: We have come from the future to request the return of 3030. What? Return him to the future? No. He does not wish to leave the past again for empty friendships. My friendship for 3030 is not empty. I need his bravery and his companionship.
2: So you can chalk up another tally for need. <laughs> Needing thirty thirty, but he <laughs> I, he really like twists the knife on Bravestar about the
0: empty friendships. Like
2: he's like he he must know everything that's gone on between them, I guess, and he's like really trying to put a wedge between them and just make Bravestar he, he has feel bad. To. <laughs> like, but he's really like like you
0: are a terrible friend to this equestroid. He's got like he, a, he loved you. He loves you, and you abandoned him. You came down on him for his shoddy police work.
2: Like that's all. I mean, all he had was uh, he wasn't that bad. He didn't come down on him. Thirty thirty was more offensive than Brave Star was. Yeah. If anything, you should just treat him more like an an equal yeah. than you know a horse maybe. <laughs> an equal? equestrioid. Yeah. I can't even get there. <laughs> and so that's I, that voice is hilariously. He is a jerk. That is just. I have to assume a, a species issue. Like all equestroids are just jerks. That's gotta accept it sorry yeah. if that's equestrian race shit or equestroid racist but that's just the case equestri equi- okay i'm done. equestrist equ- equ- equestroidist, equ- equestroidist. Equ- racist. yeah equ- equestrist okay <laughs> we're not even saying words anymore i know i know what we really weren't when we were saying
1: equestroid <laughs> but now we're really not saying words um but the, but those words were put up on a chalkboard somewhere back in the 80s yeah uh, to somebody you, said I swear.
2: what are we going to call this fucking half horse half man half <laughs> half machine Someone's like, I don't know. Equestroids. Fine. Fuck it. We'll write that down. We'll figure something else out later. And then that's made it right. (laughs) No, I like Equestroid. Again, I really like that term. That's cool. That to a kid, that's, I don't even know what a quest means. I don't know that prefix as a kid. So I just think it sounds cool. Right. The. Okay, there's another clip here. I love this cuz it just sounds like Equos again being a jerk, but it also seems like he's stating a rule about the hall. Like cuz Ravestar is saying, "I just want to go apologize to my friend. Like that's all I'm really here to do is to admit that I'm wrong." And then Equos kind of, you know, hits him heavily with this. Here we go.
0: "I apologize. Apologies mean nothing in the hall of the equestroids." <laughs>
2: It's like at every court that he's shooting him down at everything he says. Yeah. He's like, I came here with with money to give you. Money means nothing here. Listen, nothing you can give Equos is he going to be happy with. He's right. just a negative Nancy. A negative <laughs> Nelly. You did that. I did it for you. Okay. Yeah. I did it to see what you you gave me like a, a Bill Cosby reaction. <laughs> Uh, I, I, apparently this is uh brave star should already know this. Yeah. Apologies mean nothing in the hall of equestroids. We, I mean, we all know that we don't accept that here. We don't accept that currency here. You should yeah, he acts like you should already know that. But Bravestar does get to go in to the yeah. past. I they broker a deal, I guess. They parlay something out of that. And so Bravestar. And at this point, Bravestar just enters, and he's I, mean, I guess he's already in the past. But like I feel like they reused a lot of animation from the flashback where he yeah. entered the hall earlier. Yeah. Like a ton of it. Yeah. Like everything from the, the guns on the altar again sparkling uh and 3030, like sneaking up on him and all this shit. I'm really confused about how how time travel works in this world because i come from like a back it's very to the future simple. it's very simple okay well
1: explain it to me well i mean it's just all right there i mean just go watch the oh, footage okay. of it. it's
2: so simple you can't even explain it correct okay understood well my questions simply <laughs> like, back to the future if you travel back into the past and you were in around at that time yeah you have to deal with your past self being there you know, like, if I travel back to yesterday here in this house, yeah. then I would have to, like, I would be dealing with Will yesterday, too. <laughs> in this world, you travel into the past, and you just, everything's erased, I guess? You just take the place of the person you were at that time? But it also isn't consistent, because 3030 in the past does not have memories of their friendship. Brave Star does. Why?
1: Why? That's true. Can Travis, I need you to tell me why. It's very simple. Just watch the cartoon. Yeah, watch the cartoon <laughs> and I feel like, derive I, your own thoughts from that.
2: I feel like I just read like the secret Scientology document that <laughs> like expounds on Xenu, and then I told you, like, I don't get it. And you're like, what do you mean you don't get it? Just go read it again. Yeah, read it keep, until it makes sense. Keep reading it, and then go in your room and lock the door. I'll tell you, the reason that it is like that is because they needed it from a plot perspective to be that way. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to have to deal with him tiptoeing around his past self. They plus, I mean, your past self would be doing something else, but he's not. Well, I mean, we don't know that it's the day of them fighting there, but that seems to be the implication. Yeah, yeah, like thirty thirties in the same. They're in the. They're it's such the same day that they're using the same animation for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, lots of reused animation. The animation, okay, so they get into a fight. Like, 3030 doesn't remember the friendship Brave Star does, so Brave Star is really fighting an uphill battle, and they get into another, like, fist slash gun fight. Right. And Brave Star really doesn't want to be in this fight, but he's going to protect himself. The animation gets really good here. It does. Like, there's good shadows on them. Like, there's a point where he, like, Brave Star looks up. They're struggling over the, the Sarah, Sarah Jane, the gun, and, like, everything looks super fluid, and Brave Star actually does, like, some flip flopping. Some tumbling like a good cheerleader,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's, it's a couple backflips.
2: Yeah, it looks good. He's not even calling on powers yet at yeah. that point. Really, thirty thirty is fucking a stone cold killer because <laughs> he actually he tries to shoot Brave Star a number of times and finally does just shoot him in the per, in his person. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. and he doesn't call out a, a, a power at that point. Like he blocked a punch from thirty thirty, who I have to assume is superhumanly power, yeah, powerful. Uh, he's like you know strength of the bear and then blocks the punch <laughs> and then does some other shit but like thirty thirty straight up shoots him with a giant blunderbuss gun like and he gets knocked under all this rubble and then 3030 is just like well i guess that did it and then starts walking away yeah. like they should have played it in slow motion like with, the, with like hard hip-hop underneath it you know <laughs> it's like as he walks away from the man he's as, as far as he's concerned since he doesn't know who brave star is he as far as he's concerned he just killed the man yeah he doesn't seem to care at all. That's the character of this deputy. <laughs> He's a murderer. You met. You've met one equine. You met them all. I, apparently, so. I bet. I bet equus is just like you know, rubbing his his hooves together.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> <Just> like
1: <laughs> friendship yes, really.
2: Friendship. Talk
0: about empty friendships.
1: Uh, so on, on yeah. here, man. I put I put um uh thirty thirty breaks the fourth wall. At what point? At one point, he turns to the camera and says, uh, "Actions speak louder than words." Does he? Yeah, he looks directly at the that's camera and funny. looks into your soul. Wow, it's pretty intense, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan of breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> it's
2: especially on something that's supposed to be semi-dramatic, yeah. or at least you know, even dramatic for children. Yeah. Um,
1: but I don't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't no, catch that. I don't that. know if they did that on accident. And really, he, the camera is supposed to be. Like the perspective you know of Bra- Brave Star, you know what, what it
2: was, it was such a good take. They had to keep the the delivery, but uh, thirty thirty made a mistake and accidentally looked at the camera. Oh, okay. but they had to keep it because okay. it was such a good take.
1: Yeah, I believe it. That's what it was.
2: Well, that's funny. Yeah, like actions speak louder than words, and that's I mean that is a pretty good message. Um, all they do in this fucking thing is like Brave Star is trying to talk, and thirty thirty wants to fight. Bra- uh, I want to play this clip.
1: It, it is a relationship. Absolutely,
2: it is. Uh, Bravestar gives a speech that I'm about to play. I want to set it up as imagine a boyfriend and a girlfriend or whoever. A boyfriend and a boyfriend, a girlfriend and a girlfriend, uh, husbands, wives, everything in the world. A relationship where in a movie, typically, the guy's talking through a door because his, the one that he loves is on the other side and they've been upset with him. And he's just talking to the door. Right. Trying to, trying to plead with them and then saying, you know what, but if you don't want me anymore... I understand, and I'll respect that. And I have this file labeled as Boyfriend Speech.
0: Ooh. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) I came back to apologize, to tell you that you're my best friend, and to ask you to come back with me, because I really need you. But if you don't want to come, I'll leave you in peace. Adios.
2: What a mensch this guy is. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to respect your choice to stay in the past without knowledge of our friendship. Like, he, it is kind of pointless to like say all that to someone who apparently doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Because of time travel. Right. But I will respect him for it because. He does say, like, you know what? I'm not going to keep pushing for this. Like, I'll just leave you alone. Listen, you already shot me. Yeah. Well, actually, he shoots him right after. Oh, it's so oh, great. That's right, he says right. adios, and then immediately, thirty thirty, who's kind of disappeared, like, punches out of the wall and then just tackles him. It's so funny. Such oh, okay. a funny oh, yeah, follow-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, pump, yeah. that
1: punch is good, man. Yeah, I r- it's I wrote great. It here, That's an honorable mention punch. It's
2: really funny, though, because it's just like, all right, baby, adios. And then, <laughs> bam! Just suddenly like punches through the wall, like a, like a monster, like, like a Jason Voorhees or something. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But that, that speech, I mean, can you not just see like, you know what, if you don't want me anymore, I can't blame you. You're going to live your life. So I laid it out on the line. I put it out there. If you're not into it, then that's okay with me. I have to learn to live with that baby, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Like that's totally the tone of all that. You know, I came over here to apologize for what I did. Now I've done that. So I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, just just adios, out,
1: muchacho. Just outside her apartment at three in the totally, morning. Totally. Yeah, he's yelling up at the window. Yeah. Totally. Ho- ho- holding a boombox.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, and at that point, so they do get back into the fight, and uh, they, uh, I think that's when he gets shot ultimately, and they, you think that your know, brave star has perished, and this is the end of the series, and then brave star does, you know, what uh, strength of the puma? So, I'm sorry, strength of the bear, bear. or whatever. <laughs> I've okay, I gotta tell you at this point that I've been singing this song to myself a lot. That the the lyric or I'm sorry, yeah, the lyrics to the um to the opening theme song and I keep getting them wrong. I would say the two things that I would keep saying on accident were tears of the wolf. Instead of ears of the wolf. Like, and that sounds even more Native American to me. Yeah, like, there's does. a wolf man on the side of the road picking up the trash, you know, and then he turns around and is crying. Like, or he's crying because we, we hunted all the wolves to extinction. Right. But the other one makes less sense. <laughs> it's eyes of the robot. <laughs> I don't know why I keep wanting to sing eyes of the robot instead of I- I- eyes of the... Wait. No, ear... Something... Some... Oh, gosh. Speed of the Puma. That's what okay. they're saying, okay. but I keep saying Eyes of the Robot <laughs> for that part, and just came out naturally. And I started thinking about it. I was like, I guess in this world, that's like a possibility. And also, I would buy that book. Tears of the Robot sounds like a great 1970s like science fiction novel. It does. I think man. I would purchase that. I bet you it's out there. Let's let's probably do some research.
1: Yeah, I'm on Maybe. it right now.
2: Yeah, let's write a Brave Star Spec episode called Tears of the Robot, and see if we don't get this thing back on the air. We could definitely By the end of the year. we could definitely do it. Call Lou and get <laughs> tell him I I want him to sing my new theme song for yeah, the yeah. Rave Star. <laughs> get his daughter back in here. Oh god, yeah, definitely. She did some voice acting too as I understand it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, he calls on the speed of the puma cuz what happens is the whole place starts like breaking down and 3030, he actually defeats 3030 in yeah. hand-to-hand combat and 3030 he is all over the fucking place emotionally cuz he goes from being angry at first to he's sulking. Off, he's off his meds. He must be because he gets suicidal. He once he's defeated he goes, "No, just leave me here. Let me be let me stay in this crumbling hall and die." Yeah. And before that, he's angry. And before that, he's sad. But he's just—he really needs to regulate. But you know, Brave Star saves him. Speed of the puma
1: punches him. Yeah, and and, and whenever he gets punched, he does like this weird drunk face. You know? <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't match at all for the whole thing. It, it's y- he so should have weird. stars
2: and birds around <laughs> yes, the top I of his put head. That must be yeah, birds yeah. above his head. <laughs> Angels are playing harps. Just do it.
1: Just go ahead and do the animation because you already went that far to well.
2: make it corny. Yeah. You're not breaking my my sense of reality to do that. Yeah. Well, he, he punches him out, basically. It's, like, it's that sort of thing where it's like, if you're not going to come save yourself, I will save you, and I'll punch you to do it. And he runs him out of this crumbling hall. So the past essentially occurs as it did because the place crumbles. So, you know, they, they solve that issue. He gets him out of there, and suddenly, 3030 has memories of yeah. their friendship. I mean, you know, problem
1: solved. Uh <laughs> and to, to, to where he says uh i put on here um you you came you came back to the past to fight me again i was like damn is this like a wiley e. coyote and roadrunner yeah, situation yeah. that oh that's an interesting are like they existential ta- thing are they constantly doing this thing they just like, keep
2: what what would happen if like every time like he kills 30 30 or 30 30
1: kills him it just starts the cycle over again you came back to fight me in the past again i'm like good lord think it's about all the time is this all every episode's episode apparently gonna be like so that. think
2: about that sentence for a second to say like travis yeah travis wow man you came back in time just to make sure i got my car fixed in time <laughs> that's essentially what's being like it's a common like a normal thing but you're time traveling like you time traveled to apologize to right. me right thanks buddy i appreciate it not what the fuck dude you came back in time too how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> I went back in time. This is crazy. Yeah. It's just totally accepted as something everything does. Uh, yeah. They do have a funny, I actually have a clip of that because I do really need to document just about every time that uh, Mr. Brave star Marshall, Brave star says my favorite thing to say to people that I care about. <laughs> Travis, I need you.
0: <laughs> you came all the way back to the past and fought me again. Why? To let you know that you're my friend and that I need you. <laughs>
2: And that's it that's like he just says I, you're my friend and i need you and again I, i'm all for you know expressing love for our loved ones regardless of i mean you i can say to you like travis i love you and it's not it doesn't have to be but it, the way they set it up like if our friendship was this tumultuous and we were giving each other speeches like this yeah cat would probably have something she'd have some <laughs> some questions to ask about it
1: <laughs> especially if our fights were so
2: um up and down like that yes. it'd be it'd be a bit much and there are people you know there are people that have That's all the relationships they have, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't, haven't had a lot of friends that are like that. But it's, I've, I've, you know, when sometimes you're getting into it with somebody, it's like, oh, we're gonna do this all the time. I probably shouldn't be around (laughs) this anymore. I would, I would say that they should just be willing to not be friends if it's gonna be like this to have such a tumultuous relationship, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The very last thing in the episode is. Uh, they break the fourth wall very, like, specifically. They address the viewer, 3030 yep, uh, yep. 30 and Bravestar. They're leaned up against, like, the horse post or whatever at, at Fort Curium. And at this point, they have numerous times stated almost explicitly that the moral of the story is... Friends can have arguments and still be friends. Agree
1: to disagree. Exactly. We're going to do. Well, they've
2: said that I don't know how many fucking times and how many ways. Okay, at least. But just to make sure you understand it, they say it again with no – just like the point of this cartoon was to teach you children about the importance of friendships and how you shouldn't fight – that's all they did. All they did is fight. He didn't win him over with, with, his, like, with his calm t- words. He punched him out and ran him out with superpowers, and then his memories came back. He's like, oh, you came back and you love me. Yeah, I love you. Okay, well, now we're fixed again. And I'm betting that's not the last time. I'm betting that's not the last time that... They get into it with each other. So uh, I don't pr-
1: think this is over. I promise you. Yeah. It's not. If it
2: is, then it's fucking waste of you know a relationship to get it fixed in the first episode. Yeah. But like they are they were not paragons of this issue. Like they were the don't do it this way. Yeah. Don't don't follow our example. I mean, Bravestar Star Brave Star was trying, but he was willing to just fight. Like, I think the what you should do if your friend is willing to just fight you and not listen, is you should just walk away and <laughs> wait for them to be ready to talk. Yeah, you know. Um, but I i with these filmation, apparently with filmation, like every show had not just Brave Star, like all the shows had um, morals to them of yeah. some sort. and you know, I'm a very amoral person, so this really sticks in my craw.
1: No, no doubt.
2: Yeah. I don't think I mean, society, it can crumble for all I care. Yeah, yeah, there's no social contract. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you okay? I'm doing better. Okay. yeah. Um, yes, with so the end when they're they're leaned against that fence, man, yeah. and they're just breaking down that moral. Um, it's almost like a uh, like a Jerry Springer final moment yes. at the end of Yeah, it.
2: Final Thoughts by 3030 30 and Brave Star. <laughs> it
1: was too much for me, man. It's such a waste. And, like And agree to disagree. I'm not sure if that's a great moral.
2: I mean, I don't I mean, think that's a bad moral. I guess it's all right. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone, to me, the moral is two-part, two-pronged. Yeah. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone and stay in the relationship with them, then you have to accept... You can't try to change their who they are or what they believe. But if the other side of that is if what they believe is so offensive to you that it causes that much of a problem, then maybe you shouldn't be around that. Like if, like if, if you were a white supremacist, let's just make up a crazy, outlandish idea like Travis is a white supremacist. Let me get that clean. Travis is a white supremacist for all you, you and you are, and Will is, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's bad. Uh and Will is a I'm trying to think of something bad that's not also cool because I was going to say like a a, a hit man. okay but that's kind of sounds like I'm bragging. Um Will's a uh, dog fighter. Okay. Yeah. I fight dogs in the ring. Okay. Yeah, I I fight dogs. Uh Will's a dog fighter. Travis is a white supremacist. Travis. <laughs> like these things are so Travis. These things are so offensive that if they're really that bad, then don't be friends with that person because that's not going to change, and you can't make them change. Yeah, that's where I where I think agree to disagree comes in. But if it's so bad that you just can't handle being around, like they must change, or you need to go, then you need to go. I and I think thirty thirty and Brave Star just need to call it quits. I think so too. I think it's a it's a toxic relationship. I said br-
1: bring in fuzz. Let's keep this party <laughs> moving. I,
2: I I guarantee any relationship could use fuzz in it.
1: I I don't know if I don't know if um. Fuzz's voice actor could handle a whole episode. I, I think that's a good point. I think that's a very good point.
2: <laughs> yeah, imagine
1: that guy's pinching his neck the
2: whole time. He might be that's that's one way yeah, I did an audition. like that one time it didn't go well, but it was a, a good thing. but i I gotta say i I once I watched this like all the way through without pausing to make notes, I actually enjoyed it more. Uh, It's it's kind of wooden and weird. I really didn't like I bet I would like an episode where they actually have a villain and some weird shit happening because this is like a bottle episode. And I feel like first episodes, we're going to keep running into this where it's like cool things aren't happening yet because they're showing us like setting up the basic idea of the show yeah you know and so you don't get the biggest villain in the world or the coolest idea on that first show because they got to ramp up to something over time you know um i i really i know we're going to come back to this at least for one other episode i hope we do for maybe more than that because i feel like it's ripe with at least humor potential Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. It's rich with it.
2: Yes, yeah, very rich. It's rich like the the mines, the Kerium mines of New Texas. Yeah. I've already stated pretty much any of my trivia except for um, I have some trivia. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the story? I mean,
1: I definitely have some Tooncast Toy Time for Okay,
2: okay. Uh, how about you do that, and then I'll okay. give us some trivia.
1: All right, man. So, so, so a little segment I like to do on this uh, Tooncast Toy Time. Um, Tooncast right. Toy Time. Alright man, so the Brave Star Fort. Yeah. How much do you think this might be? And don't yeah, don't say two billion dollars. Don't oh, don't Lord. be a turd nugget.
2: Well Travis, give me a second to think, okay?
1: I'm throwing this at me. Okay. Um uh, fifty dollars. One hundred and forty dollars.
2: That's almost three times what I said. <laughs>
1: Yes. All right, man. The um, hundred
2: forty dollars, one hundred forty bucks for a man. Report. How big is that thing? I wonder. Uh, I think it's pretty the, small, man. I mean, in the show, it's like a like a loose collection of of like trailers, is what it looks like. Like <laughs> like in like futuristic rubble, is what it looks like. Right? I, I, they show it. It looks like a cool place to go. Like it's. I imagined this show. I don't know if you've seen the show Deadwood uh, from HBO, but it's a great western. Like it's not quite a western, but it's a western. And it's about like a basically like a a territory that wasn't incorporated into the u.s yet right deadwood and how there's like you know the uh the prospectors are all coming in and it's being established like that's how i imagined this show in my head was like deadwood for on hbo but in space and i felt like my my prayers were answered but i it's i imagine it's like that we're like it's just random shit so i don't know how they make that into a toy um
1: all right we have we have 40 to 140 for the uh loose action figures (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did that I you did always that. so just in general you didn't let me guess i didn't okay uh, on some of those I, I just like to keep okay, it. okay, okay. This, this this next one I, I will i will let you guess it's okay. a, a good one Please. Right, so uh mattel filmation archive uh marshall brave star cosplay prototype gloves oh my gosh very rare just prototype yeah so they weren't even produced correct wow how much do you think this might be
0: Okay,
2: so the last thing was $140. And the thing after that is $4,150. Hold oh, on,
1: man. Be- you got two calculators out. You got the Texas in- instrument. Oh, I'm trying to carry the calculator. one. calculator. <laughs> okay. From one end of the
2: room to the other. Uh-huh. $50. $50. 500 That's 10, 10 times, times as much. What I said. <laughs> That's insane. Well, I mean I can see that with for a prototype. Yeah, I, right. It's funny cuz that sounds really familiar. I almost feel like there was something you could wear in the toy lineup. Could have been. Yeah. I remember like I read about this that they had like infrared like lasers for as part of the toys and they were backpacks. I remember my Brave had a backpack? Yeah. And they were like make a noise or something if you zapped it.
1: Right. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Man. And this this last and final thing here, man. It comes with a little side note too. So Mattel Filmation um Uh, archive this is in the case too it's the fire fire brave star and tex hex fire brave star yeah that's that's what it says okay yeah and uh tex hex two-pack this is a two-pack okay and it's still in the package it's 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 filmation okay it's all good it's two people yep tex hex is one of them
2: all right, Travis, I think you're trying to trick me on this one. Cause you're think okay, you're telling me it's two characters. Yes. It's two action figures. Yeah. And so like some people might think, oh, well, that's gonna be like twice as much as you would think. Right. No, you're not gonna trick me. Fifty dollars. <laughs> two hundred and thirty-four dollars.
1: That's almost five times what I just said. It is. That's insane. Now, my side note is, man, I'm really thinking about diving into some of these and buying these because yeah. anything filmation, man, you should probably get it. Because yeah. since you know, since they kind of they shut down right after the are producing this cartoon, <laughs> yes, man. It was the show stuff, that broke them. <laughs> this stuff is super McDuper rare. It's it it is, man. It's it's rare to the nines. Super McDuper, yeah. Super McDuper. If it has if it's, super if McDuper. It has, if it has the word filmation in it, you probably need to go and cop it because um, I think it's only going to grow in value. I Maybe mean, so. This this stuff is definitely um, museum worthy at some point in, in its forget career, gold. So. Forget yeah, gold, right? yeah. And forget <laughs> yeah, silver. Yeah, yeah. Stock, stock up in filmation yeah. um, stuff so, and bury it in your backyard. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, that was a good toy corner. With, Thank you, with uh, Travis over here. Yeah, there you go. All right, tra- tra- I don't know. Tra- yeah,
2: tra- Travis's Tooncast, <laughs> toon toy cast time, toy, toy treasure corner, <laughs> featuring Travis. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. All right, Travis, I got a little bit of trivia for you with the uh, the voice actors on this. Um, Brave Star Marshall, Brave Star was uh, he was. Portrayed by Patrick Fraley, who has really done a lot of work in uh, cartoons, but uh, he's still on cartoons through today. Actually, like he seems to have just been working pretty consistently. A lot of these people, when I bring them up, I'm just going to have to like, list off just random shows they were on that match up with our curriculum of okay, shows. Because okay. he was on G.I. Joe, DuckTales, Batman the Animated Series, like, I mean, on into the 2000s. He played Krang and Casey Jones on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original animated series. That's wow. a big deal. That's, That's a huge. big deal right there. Um, and also many other characters on that show, actually. Uh, he also played uh, roles on the Funimation English dub of the show Shin Chan, which was shown on Cartoon Network back in the oh like the mid-2000s or whatever. I actually trained as an engineer on that show. Uh, there's also 3030 was portrayed by Ed Gilbert, um, he was also on Transformers GI Joe and he was Blue on Tailspin. So like the major character on Tailspin. Wow. And I can see that cuz you can see him kind of portraying like like you know a big blustery type of guy. Yeah. Now, Baloo's not an asshole like 3030 is, but you know I can wow, see it. Oh man. Uh let's see JB was produced produced. JB was portrayed <laughs> by uh, Susan Blue and i know you're i'm going to give you her uh, fan page cuz i know you definitely want to be yeah, please do. on that uh, susan blue uh, has been on the smurfs my little pony transformers beast wars which is definitely on my list i know you told me you haven't seen that one Right, that's like a computer <laughs> graphics one okay. later on. yeah. man it's awesome it's a great Re- show really But she also played. Does she play the baby voice in one of those Uh shows? Uh She plays embryos on each of these. Uh, Okay. (laughs) She also played a character, and this is this is. I wrote this in all caps because it's such a big deal to me. She portrayed the character Sibella on the Scooby Doo movie Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. This is a show that I watched on VHS. You know, I would go to the Kroger Uh when I was sick. When you were sick. Yes. Yeah. And I would check out Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. And the deal is that like all of the all the kids of all the universal monsters essentially like Dracula and Frankenstein and all this shit are going to the Ghoul School and I guess the Scooby-Doo gang is like part of that somehow. It's not there's a mystery but they're like friends with them. But anyway, that was such a huge movie to me as a kid. I just thought that was a pretty cool detail. Wow. Never saw it. Maybe we can put it on our list. Maybe so. <laughs> and finally uh Fuzz was portrayed by charlie adler he seems to have a lot of voices to his name as well uh transformers just seems to be a go-to smurfs jim gi joe my little pony like again it's just like you got cast in one thing you get cast in a bunch of them it wow. seems like and <laughs> yeah. here's the big one for you and me he was the original voice of buster bunny on tiny tunes for the first three seasons i believe holy shit yeah both he and susan blue who played jb are voice directors as well in animation so they've
1: got their chops no doubt yeah they're for big sure. deal, huh yeah so, someone's wiping their sweat with a handkerchief while they're doing stuff right yeah
2: yeah yeah totally <laughs> they've got the like the whip and everything yeah yeah so there's there's a lot of you know there's good voice talent in there i again i think it's kind of wooden but that's also just kind of how these cartoons go a lot of the time and it matches the animation quite yeah. a bit um that's brave star episode one bring uh,
1: back fuzz
2: Back back close. Close. Oh, the title of the episode by the way was The Disappearance of 3030, which is pretty on the nose. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's about right. I feel like they're kind of trying to make it sound like a like uh an occurrence at Owl Creek. The disappearance of 3030. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. But when you just read it on paper it's just like 3030 disappeared. That's pretty much
1: <laughs> what it what it reads as. Agree to disagree. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, that would be a better one. That'd be better. <laughs> Brave Star learns
1: stuff. <laughs>
2: All right, guys. Well, that's Bravestar episode one. I'd like to come back to this one. Travis, how about you? Yes. Okay. We've got one but we know we'll come back for, but we may do more. Uh, I can't wait to come back to New Texas. And you can guarantee that we will. Uh, before we wrap things up, Travis, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Or
1: Yeah, you know what? You can check out my other podcast, Nature mm-hmm. of the Beast, man, where I do a little true crime with uh, Brandon and Catherine. And, Nature uh, of the Beast, man? Nature of the Beast. Okay. Comma, Man. Man. Cool. Yeah, it's just nature of the beast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, everything where podcasts are found. Nature Sweet. of the beast. We're only growing. It's good. It's good I'm stuff. I'm a fan of the show. Um,
2: I don't know when this is coming out in relation to this particular episode, but Travis and I. Well, Travis is always on there, but I was actually on uh, uh, one of the episodes that they did recently. Uh, one of the chill sodes they do, where we were actually getting to plug the uh, days past Tooncast. So you can keep an ear out for the chill sode of Nature of the Beast. Go check it out if it's already
1: out, or
2: wait for it if it isn't, because you don't have another choice. Right. And yeah, that, that,
1: that, <laughs> yeah. that, that one will be dropping on the 30th of okay. October. Well, maybe these will start coming out by then, but
2: maybe anyway, not. check that show out all the time. And uh, I think that's all for Mr. Bravestar. I think that's it, buddy. All right, Marshall Bravestar. Bring back fuzz. Bring back fuzz. All right, guys. Well, tutor my duder. Tutor my duderiest. And we will see you next time on... Days Day's Pass.
0: Toon
2: Hey guys, it's Will, and I have a very important message for you. We have a Facebook page. You guys need to go visit it, you need to add us, you need to post on it. We also have a Twitter account, which is at dptunecast.com. Reach out to us on there, or if you like, you can send us an email at dptunecast at gmail.com. And finally, if you like what you're hearing here on the DTPC, please go on iTunes and rate us. More reviews means more publicity for the podcast, and that's something we'll all benefit from. So reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook, by email, and go to iTunes and review us. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.